Hey, what up, fam? It's your boy, Norm, uh, and I would like to welcome you to episode 77 of the Evangelical Norm. Uh, so, this week, Christian Twitter blew up. A lot of the Christians that I follow on Twitter uh, started talking about, I want to say it was either Thursday or Friday, somebody named Lauren Daigle, which, uh, to perpetuate the joke that I always use on uh Reform bars and wrath and grace and so on when they talk about somebody, which this time it's actually not a joke. Lauren Daigle, never heard of her. Uh, apparently she was on American Idol. Apparently she's a Christian. Apparently she is a, a pretty fairly popular Christian artist. I don't know where I've been hiding out. I think I've just been, uh, you know, safe inside my CHH bubble with... Uh, with my friends that keep me uh, steeped in, in lyrical theology and away from the uh, Christian celebrity world. So I had no idea who this lady was uh, when I started seeing her name pop up. But a lot of people, Coasty Hinn, uh, Gabriel Hughes, a couple other people that I follow... Um, I don't know if Chocolate Knox or if Cross Politics or, or anybody mentioned her or not, but a few people did. Um, and apparently she did a, an appearance on the Ellen Show and she uh, did an article of some kind, but apparently she's gone uh, the wishy-washy path on homosexuality. So here's... Uh, Coasty Hens um, post on Twitter with her quote uh, basically stating I can't say one way or the other I'm not God when people ask questions like that I just say read the Bible find out for yourself and when you find out let me know because I'm learning too well let me let you know I've read the Bible Lauren and it's pretty um, clear that's the word we're looking for it is clear there, there's not a lot of confusion on where the Bible stands on what homosexuality is. It says it's an abomination for a man to, to lay with another man. It says that, that women, and in the end times, women will give up their, their natural desires and lust after one another. And these things are sinful. And so when we get these people who, you know, basically, she, another quote that she said she... She said, I can't answer this question honestly. And depending on where you put the uh, punctuation in that statement, I, really, she's, she's saying that I can't give you an honest answer. Because obviously she knows the honest answer, but because of the fact, and she said that she has too many people that she cares about that are homosexual. So she won't answer the question. Well, that's, it's not, that's not a caring attitude. If you look at the Bible and you understand what the Bible says about homosexuality and about sin and about dying in your sin, if you're just willing to let somebody operate because you don't want to offend them, that's not loving. That's not caring. It's actually hateful to 
let somebody continue on in an, in an activity, in a lifestyle that is leading them down the path of destruction. That is leading them on a path to hell. There's, there's no love within that. If we know, I mean, again, the, to use the, the analogy, if a, a man is, a blind man is walking towards a cliff, we would throw ourselves at him to, to stop him from going over the edge, even if that might scuff him up a little bit by, you know, a flying tackle to take him down, but it would save his life. And we need to be willing to make these truth statements, to speak truth in love. And it can be done. It can be done. I mean, you can talk to, I've talked to numerous homosexuals and had this conversation with them. And granted, some are offended no matter what you say or how you say it. Most, some are going to be offended, but a lot of them have not been. Because it's just, it's put out there as matter of fact, you know. And ultimately, a lot of times I, I say we can even take that off the, the, the table. You know, let's take homosexuality off the table for a minute. And let's just talk about lying. You know, how many lies have you told in your life? Yeah, I fall right back onto that Ray Comfort style of, of evangelism. How many lies have you told in your life? How many things have you stolen in your life? And then, you know, then we can get into the idea of lusting. And homosexuality, and we can talk about that, and we can make a statement. We can say that it is sin, and that if you do not repent, that you'll you'll die in that sin, and the ultimate uh, punishment for that is hell, eternity in hell. And if that's something that we as Christians believe, to not make that, to not carry that out, to have that conversation is not loving in any way. But, and, and again, people, it's, it's probably a dead horse that we just continue to beat over and over and over again. I don't know how many, if I go back through 77 episodes of the evangelical norm, how many of them have had to deal with this topic in particular but it's an important topic. And the reason why is because I firmly believe that this is going to be the topic that leads to an attack on freedom of, spree of, freedom of speech for Christians. And you've got so many of these Christian artists right now, or artists who happen to be Christian, like Lecrae and so on, who are watering down their... Uh, their I don't know if they're watering down their faith, but they're they're watering down their commitment to the word by not being willing to say these things. And whether it's not wanting to offend people, not wanting to affect their paycheck, not wanting to affect their success. But ultimately, none of those things matter if you're letting the people you care about go to hell. And so we want these these statements of truth to be as long as we can say them because as, as I was thinking about this and kind of formulating my thoughts for today's episode uh, I was kept going back to Kurt Kennedy's song Gay is the New Black and the fact that as we look at where the civil rights movement went and so on and, and kind of the hijacking of the civil rights movement by the LGBTQ movement 
nowhere do we see, and he mentions this in the song, that cities and 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 so on were not saying, look, we're not going to the or organizations like the NBA and the NFL, we're not telling cities, hey, we're not going to come in and, and do a Super Bowl in your city, and we're not going to do these events in your city because of racism, but you pass a bathroom law that says you have to use the bathroom according to the genitalia that you have, and the NBA is pulling out their uh, events in your city, and the NFL is boycotting your state, and all these different things things of organizations that are are so willing to get behind the LGBT LGBTQ plus movement where they weren't that behind the civil rights movement when it was about people of color and now for whatever reason this has come in and this is going to be I'm pretty I'm pretty convinced Part of me hopes that I'm wrong, but I'm pretty convinced this is going to be the topic that is going to, I mean, and we're seeing it around the world in other places. We are actually seeing it where in Great Britain, in Scotland, uh, I believe it was Scotland, Scotland, Ireland, Great Britain, one of those, where Tony Miano, the lawman, was arrested not too long ago because of preaching the gospel and talking about homosexuality and that it is a sin. We're seeing people in, even in, in Canada, they're, they're starting to crack down. And even in America, we've seen where they've tried to shut down uh, preachers and evangelists and so on who talk about this because they are, they are offending people. So this is where, this is where we really need to be, um, this is where we need to, to stand our ground on things like this. And when we let Christian celebrities kind of formulate those, those things, those ideas, they're giving up the ground. They're, they're giving up the ground that we need to hold in order to maintain our ability to continue to have free speech and, and continue to preach the gospel because once it starts to crumble, we're going to lose it. And so, it's an important topic to understand and stand firm on. Is well, and and it's and not simply this, but it, it's all. But again, this is where this is going to be the chink in the armor. This is going to be the thing where they work their way in to completely shut down Christians and where we're going to see the things that are prophesied in the Bible that Christians are going to be killed. We know at some point in time, you know, depending on where your eschatology lies, we know at some point in time Christians are going to be persecuted, even in this country, to the point of death for sharing the truth of Jesus Christ. For calling people simply to repent, because you're going to be offensive and it, and it's it's wrong and it's mean and it, who any number of other complaints that are going to come down down the the pike that is going to erode the ability of Christians to speak truth and ultimately lead to 
the same kind of persecution that they're experiencing in third world countries and Muslim countries in these areas. So, you know, I would say to Lauren Daigle, if I were to be able to have a conversation with her, I would say the Bible has said, and here's what the Bible says, that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So why would we, why would we separate homosexuals because we don't want to offend them, but not worry about offending liars and adulterers and thieves, you know, and we get the uh, accusation, well, you can't lump those all together. They're all sin. The Bible lumps them all together. Yes, it lumps in lying with murderers. You know, if we go and we look at um, Revelation, uh, and again, here I go with, I should have had this ready before, um, and I thought about it earlier, I probably would have, but we're going to go. We're going to check this out. I love the fact that this just makes my face glow so much when I look at my phone while I'm making a video. So we're going to go to Revelation. Um, and it, it's going to take me a minute to remember where the verse is. Uh, do, do, do. Revelation 21.8. I knew I'd find it. Actually faster than I expected. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So the Bible lumps them all together. There you go, Lauren. I read the Bible for you. And I've learned and found out for myself. And now I'm letting you know, dear, please. If you count yourself among the body of Christ, if you count yourself as part of the bride of Christ, speak truth. You can do it in love. You can speak truth in love to those homosexuals that you care about and tell them and call them to repentance. And, and here it is. It's, the, it's no different than when I share the gospel with a liar, with adulterers, with any other sin that is out there. Hope is not lost. They're not lost. They, we, are, we are not the Westboro Baptist cult who says that, you know, God hates that word. Yeah, I hate that word. And God does hate sin. We know that. But nowhere... Uh, do we find where God specifically says that he hates these specific people? Justice doesn't mean hate. Uh, God can still love the world, which he does. We know that. Scripturally, it says he loves the world enough to give common grace, and he loves the world enough that he sent Christ to die for the sins of all who will repent and put their trust in him. All that God has determined, God has elected, those who he will draw to himself and who will be saved. Now, again, we get into that whole attitude of, you know, we can talk Calvinism another time. We can talk election and predestination and all these things. The Bible is clear. God draws those to himself. He will have mercy upon whom he will have mercy. It is God's uh, prerogative on who he will save. 
but he, he, he has provided salvation for those who, and, and many of those will be homosexual, homosexuals, will repent and put their trust in Christ. But God uses us, Christians, people, evangelists, the people who are in their lives that, that love them, to preach the gospel, to give that good news. How can they know unless somebody is sent? How can they know unless someone preaches? And how can they preach unless they are sent? You know, I, I goof up the, the verse. I don't know it by heart. But beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. God wants us. God wants you, Lauren Daigle, to share the truth with those around you who you profess to love. And if you truly love them, the Bible says that if they do not repent, they will have their part in the lake of fire which is a second death. And if you love them, you'll share the gospel with them. You'll let them know that God has made a way out, that Jesus Christ came, fully God, fully man, took the sins upon, of the world upon himself and nailed it to the cross. He who knew no sin became sin, so that, those who, so that we may become the righteousness of God. Those who were dead in their sin and in their trespasses were made alive in Christ. I can go on and on and on with the scriptures that make it very clear that if you repent and put your trust in Jesus, you will be saved. But if they don't, if Lauren, if you don't aren't willing to share the truth with those people, they're going to continue to walk that wide path that leads to destruction along with many. You know, Jesus makes the distinction People don't, you know, there's so many people that go, well, my God, my God isn't a God who will send so many people to hell. How will God send all those, that many people to hell? That's a lot of people that are going to hell. And Jesus makes that distinction. Wide is the path that leads to destruction. And many are there that find it. But narrow is the gate that leads to life. And few are there that find it. God has made it clear that there, there are going to be far more people who receive eternal conscious torment as the justice that God will mete out than those who will receive justice through Christ and Christ's punishment in our place so that we can be forgiven and made righteous and welcomed into heaven. The Bible is very clear on it, Lauren. And that's what, that's what I would leave with you. That's what I would say to you. That is what I would encourage you to hear and to share with those who you claim to love. Because if you're not willing to, you know, to quote Rick Warren, which I don't do very often, but the, it's always stuck with me. The first time we did, we were part of a small group that did the 40 Days of Purpose, which I'll never do again. But... We did it, and in the introductory video, he says, he, he says straight out, if you're not willing to share the gospel with your neighbor, you're telling your neighbor to go to hell. Let that sink in. If we believe, which I believe, the Bible is very clear, that those who are in their sin, who do not repent and trust Christ, those who are homosexuals, liars, murderers, uh, thieves, any of these things, 
if they are not going to repent and put their trust in Christ, they are going to have their part in the lake of fire. They are going to go to hell. And if we aren't willing to share that gospel message with them, then we're not loving them. The most hateful thing we can do is ignore the fact that those who die in their sin will go to hell. And we, especially when we have the truth, you know, if, if we were, a, if you were a multimillionaire and you loved somebody who was about to lose their house over a, a $500 rent payment and you didn't give them that $500 to pay their rent, how much, how loving would that be? And how hard is it to simply share the truth with somebody and then step back and let God do the work and let them make their decision? We don't force it on them. Nobody forces their belief on anybody else. We share our beliefs, you know, but it's only the Christians when we share our belief that we get accused of forcing it on other people. You know, when, when celebrities get up and give speeches at award ceremonies that are anti-Republican, anti-Trump, anti-whatever, um, you know, pro-abortion, you name it, whatever the speeches are, nobody accuses them of forcing their beliefs on anyone else. But let a Christian stand up and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Oh, why are you forcing your beliefs on other people? There's no forcing involved in it. It's a simple sharing of the truth. And that's what I would encourage you to do, Lauren. Not that I have any delusion of you actually watching this. I can pray that you might see it. But that's that's the truth. And so I I can speak to those who will watch. I have 38 subscribers on this YouTube channel. And then a few more that might see it through Facebook or whatever. And I I I, I say to you guys preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.